Hey everybody, we are back. Uh, we didn't necessarily want to do this episode, but um, we have found a, a Twitter account that belongs to David Goodwilly, um, who put a response, and we felt it was only right to kind of do that, give our thoughts, and then kind of wrap it up. Yeah, and um, then, sorry, sorry to butt in already, but uh, th- th- there's yeah a, c- a couple of reasons why it's going to be very short, and and we don't really want to do this is because yeah, two dudes talking about this again. I I think. People have know our views and have heard enough. My main thing, and it was sort of me that <laughs> told you, I think we should do this, and, and twisted your arm into doing it. Was if you Google it, you you see results of news articles saying, you know, David Goodwill is going to speak his truth, and da da da. But then no one actually, there's no articles on it. Yeah. So I haven't seen a single article with with his post of his story. Um, and so again, for that context, he uh, said last week, you can you can listen to our part one on um, what we thought of this before his truth before his post um but he said you know in a couple of days i'm going to speak my truth and then yeah that's yeah that'll all be done with so sorry carry on no and and we also do want to say a big thank you to the people who got in touch with us about um the feedback that we've got has all been really really good um especially understanding that we didn't necessarily want to do this and they could understand the hushed tones but some of the feedback where people were you know saying that this was the first time that they heard about it read it um, and that kind of finding out the information that they saw or that they heard us talk about kind of gave them a bit more light to the situation as well. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for that. But, yeah, without further ado, I will uh, read this. It's pretty long, but we figured we'd give this all the yeah. light of day that and, it needs. And, and then, and I do also want to say, like, off the bat before you read this, um, there's a bunch of grammatical spelling errors and all this sort of stuff, which uh, I think you should just read it out verbatim, word for word. Um, I don't think you need to guess the context and try and add words because – I don't want to interpret anything that yeah, he said and, in and the we wrong don't, we way. Don't want, we, don't, we don't want to attack the grammar or the spelling. No, absolutely. So, not, so, and, and it's nothing we would ever do to – and he admits himself he's, he did not have a good education and that is not something we would ever um, have a go at somebody for. Um, but I want to say that before you read it because if you're going to read it verbatim, there's some things that aren't quite going to make sense. There's some words in the wrong spot. And if we change it in any way, we're guessing at his meaning and, uh, and we're guessing at what he's trying to say and – that is it. We're just going to read every single word as it's written down, um, and I'll, I'll leave you to do that now. And once again, huge, massive trigger warning. Uh, firstly, to be clear, I understand and always have, and always have how sensitive this is. I have daughter of my own. Had she gone through what Denise has outlined, I would feel the exact same about myself. I would be the first person to attack without a second thought if someone close to me has alleges they've been in danger. I am truly sorry. Sorry to Denise's family, my own family, and David Robertson's family. They have all been impacted in some way. I never intended that to happen. I believe the time has come for me to speak. It's 12 years since that night. Yes, I know there isn't any time frame for the hurt everyone involved feels to subside. I torture myself every single day thinking what if I had done this or that, driven myself crazy with what ifs. I have the right as a father and husband to try and give them a better life and not suffer from my poor life choices when I was a young 21-year-old boy. (laughs) They suffer my past, but we all have past. Why can't I have a future? I'm no saint. I hold my hand up, but I'm also not a rapist. Growing up in an area where it's hard to stay on the right path, I was lucky to be blessed with some sort of talent to play football. As a young boy, I didn't realize I was a role model until it was too late. 
It's a short career. It's the only way of putting food on the table for my wife and kids. I am from a humble background, no fancy education. I know my limits. In some cases, with stronger allegations and heavier evidence, there have been different outcomes. If I had another job, even in the public eye, but other than football, would I be treated like this and hounded out of my job, my livelihood? Question mark. Should everyone who has been accused of something be hounded out of a job? Question mark. Why can't they seek the best salary they can for their families and provide for their kids' future? I see people say that I haven't shown any sort of remorse. Every day I show remorse. It's unfair to be judged if you don't know the person personally. I try to be a better person than I was yesterday every day, and I don't always succeed. I have good days and bad days like any other person, and I am sorry to everyone involved in this case. I truly am. The criminal case was thrown out because of a lack of evidence. There was no chance of a conviction. Denise had the right if she believes in what she says and things went to a civil court. This is the second time in the history of Scottish law that this has ever been done. One man has a responsibility to play God and listen to people speak about a drunken night that happened six years previous and decide what life each person will lead afterwards for the rest of their lives. I fully respect Lord, Lord Armstrong. It doesn't mean I agree with it. I tried to appeal it and it wasn't granted and wasn't granted legal aid. I had used all my resources fighting the first court case. It's tough to take. I had to move on, start again, which I did for years. I had to accept it would take years for me to be at peace with my life, going through mental health issues, fighting demons, and telling myself that I am worthless, pathetic, and a water. But I need to keep going for my children. It will get better. I give up. I get up every morning, go to work, and look in the mirror and tell myself God is watching. He knows that he will take care of me eventually. I will never give up for my wife and children's sake. I have had four or five teens sign me, and through public attacks, they have sacked me almost immediately. Why? I won't name names, but there are other footballers and people in many other jobs who have been convicted or have allegations for sex offences and are still allowed to play or work. I grew up in a household with my mum and sister and have nothing but the utmost respect for women. My daughter loves football. I will fight for her to maybe one day play if she wants. I am not a threat to every woman in the world because of a drunken night out with everyone making bad choices that we regret. I will continue to drive on and fight for what I believe is my human right to give my children the best start in life possible. Every man and woman out there will know what it feels like. Strive to for his, her family. I am no different. My way of doing that is being taken away from me with no criminal record, no sex offender registered record. But I am treated the same way, way, every time I am lucky enough to get employment. So, is it okay for me to work? Does the public get to choose? Why is it just me? Do you honestly think ex-convicts aren't... Why? Sorry. Do you honestly think ex-convicts aren't given jobs? People on the sex offenders registers aren't in employment. Today, you could have been served in a shop or whatever job by someone who has been in jail and on the register. Should they be hounded and should their families be on the street? Finally, I tried for years to get my side of the, of the story over. I was told by tabloids that my story was too, was too normal, not juicy enough. So please, don't try to contact me as I have said my piece. I to raise my family and do all I can for them. Sean? The end. What do you um, think? There's a few big things that 
really glaringly stand out from that. Uh, the first one is there is no apology to the victim, um, not even a... <laughs> what if he can't apologise because there could be another case brought up? Because... Well, then don't make this kind of post, I guess. I, yeah, there is the legal um, background to it where he may be not be able to say anything because... But then if you're hiding behind the potential of further legal trouble in future, if you admit to any wrongdoing... I just you can't really tell the story, and if that's not the case, then this whole thing that I, I the potential hope of him saying he was going to tell his truth was that maybe there would be a bit more clarity on what actually happened. There is nothing in here about what happened. There's there's nothing about um, what we said. I mean, what we said in part one, the first step towards. Um, Redemption to understanding this for him to move on is to say, Hey, look, the culture is what it is. I grew up in it, I didn't grow up in a good background. He obviously, whether he had a troubled upbringing or not, I don't know. Um, but he said he didn't have a good education, he had three violent assault convictions, I think, before he was 21. So this wasn't just someone who was on the straight and narrow. Um, but I have worked with people with assault convictions, with violent uh, crime convictions, and I work to get them employment and every day. I like that that is what I want. So these, you know, the uh, the, the part about him saying people these people can have jobs, they might have served you in a coffee shop or whatever store. That fantastic. But that's the job that you're gonna have to get. Unfortunately, especially now now I think it's too late for him to be able to do the things that we mentioned in part one for him to go to um, a professional football club or well, well, top, well, top, top level. Well, football. what I was going to say, yes, I think that ship sailed, but what I was going to say is to go to um, victim support groups, to go to try and actually understand sexual assault, what it is, the impacts of it, to be able to go to young people and say, hey, I was going to be a professional footballer, but then this happened. Um, and this is why you need to be careful because when you're out there, you might be encouraged. These things might seem as normal, but this is not okay. Um, the The big problem I have with is is that I don't. He says, people people ask say I don't show any remorse, but I show remorse every day. What does that mean? What is he's just he just says he shows remorse every day. There's no remorse in this post. There, there, genuinely, there's no remorse in this post other than what it's meant for him and his life, yeah, and by and, extension, and again, his family. He, and he he does apologise to Denise's family and to David's family as well. Yeah, because he said, "Oh, if my daughter said that someone had raped her, I would attack them without thought." And yeah, that, fair. Yeah, ab- absolutely fair. And I and I probably would as well because I would believe my daughter. the The strong undertones here is that he obviously is. I think quite angry at Denise because he sees that she ruined his life and he doesn't think that what he did was wrong. And he keeps backing that up by saying there was no criminal conviction. There was no criminal conviction. We talked about that all on part one. We don't need to hash over that again. Um, The civil case had 20 witnesses, CCTV footage, toxicology reports. There was, yeah, enough for, and and for him to say this man can play God and dictate the rest of their lives. There's no, David, your your life, but but also your life, yeah, and you don't have to know someone personally to judge them. Ask a professional judge. But your life is not completely set out from from there. You can go and get a normal job. And and where I don't I don't want to say I have sympathy because I I that's probably the wrong word, but we all grow up in our uh, echo chambers. We have our closest friends that 
we hang out with the most, those people are going to be the people that you agree with more often than not, right? And they're going to reinforce what you think is okay and what you don't think is okay. And you have to step outside of that bubble to yeah, really understand, particularly when you are a professional footballer because they live in a completely different world. And this is, as we said, maybe a troubled upbringing, definitely a, a violent upbringing or tendencies towards violence. Um, and then also the idea of we all have a past, can I have a future? It's like I, I do not have a past where I've done what, <laughs> what he did. I do not have a past with any violent, you know, it, it, and this is, but it, but it does remind that's, me of. That's, a good, that's such a good point. It's it, the, the idea that, hey, everyone's done bad stuff, so just let me get on with it. That it, it just doesn't wash, especially when there's no apology in here. There's no admission of any guilt. And again, yes, you can say maybe that's because of legal ramifications, but there are ways you can put it to say that, hey, this was the culture. What I did at the time, I, I don't think it was rape, but I realize now that that it wasn't appropriate and that uh, that it's not good behavior. Um, I just, I don't believe that that's how he feels from that part. I think he thinks it's okay and I would ask him sincerely and again, like none of this is for fun. We're not making jokes on this these This is honestly podcasts. not, a, this is like. If, if your daughter, and she will at some point, go out to clubs, start drinking. If she has too much to drink, passes out on the street outside the club, would you think it's okay for two footballers to go home and share her? Is like that, that would be my question to David because, you know, he says he has the utmost respect for women. The only ones he mentions are obviously the ones close to him. And that was one of the things we just said. That's we, just classic. Don't, don't that's classic. Hear. That's classic dude, eh? You don't want to hear. It's classic dude. It's just, it's, it's not the line to take. Um, but yeah, if that was your daughter that passed out outside a club or couldn't speak, couldn't walk, is it okay for two men to take her home? And may, and look, maybe it's his, his view that, they are, but then I just I don't think there's any further discussion to be had because you know society says that's not okay, mate. I think I think like I agree and second everything that you said, um, which is part of our own echo chamber over here, right? Absolutely, I'm sure. yeah, yeah. And, that's, um, and it's not not to say that you're never, never going to have disc. Well, we've had plenty of fights, man. You oh, mate, uh, usually over Madden, but um, but yeah, they, they, you're not going to agree with everything. But and I don't think I fully um, fleshed out that sort of echo chamber thought was that he's grown up in whatever his environment he's grown into and then discovered this incredible talent for football and yeah he was a prodigious talent he played in the premier league he played at the very very top level and these are people that are making tens of thousands of of pounds and don't have to engage with the world the same way that we do no and and again like you can if you have the stomach for it, you can read in The Athletic, there's a whole trial from Benjamin Menji, and he just talks about how you just go places and sometimes girls throw themselves all over you. And sometimes you don't even have to pick, you just walk out there with, with the girls and all that kind of stuff. So they completely do live in a different, different world. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely um, different. And, and you're grown up in and, and develop in that environment where you don't have to do anything for yourself. Uh, yeah, and that's not to say he did that his whole life because obviously you don't become yeah. a professional footballer until you're an adult or a, also a 21-year-old is not a boy. That's, yeah, that's that's that's, just, that's, that's You can say you were immature. Really, really pissed You were off. immature, but you can't say oh, I was a boy. At, like if you say you're a 21-year-old messing around over there, you're going to say, what's that boy doing? Like maybe if you're 80 years old, you are not a boy at 21 and you yeah. need to be responsible for your actions and that. But then, And it's also but, like historically only certain people get to be treated oh, and, as and boys I, at 21 years old, right? I'm, and I'm trying not to – get furious at this because I don't want this to be uh, an attack on it on anyone but the the other people have done it 
other people have done worse. Why can't I get away with it? It's like just because you don't have the that's, billions that's of how, dollars. That's that... how it comes across, right? Yeah, like yeah, you, you, re, you, listen, you read that and you think, and again, this maybe, comes across. and again, maybe we're getting it wrong because it's yeah, it, it's all a bit higgledy piggledy, and and it's it does all feel a bit stream of consciousness. But just because Cristiano Ronaldo has billions of dollars, that that literally makes him bulletproof to almost anything, doesn't mean that anyone should be able to do whatever they want. And and the question that I just have to ask again is, David, if your daughter was passed out outside a club or barely able to talk, can two footballers take her home and share her in a, in a rented apartment? Is, is that okay? And if it's not, you need to step back and have a look at, like we said, have a look at the whole culture, have a look at a way you can retrain yourself. But there's no, there's, there, <laughs> to keep saying he shows remorse every day, what does that mean? What, how does he show remorse? How? Yeah. He feels remorse. I think he feels bad because he, he will never get back that millionaire lifestyle. And he – obviously, you become accustomed to that and that is – and now, bro, you just got to work a dead-ass nine-to-five job at a coffee shop if that's the only work you can get. And and he says he goes – did he say he goes to work? Yeah, he says he goes to work. But, but he also kind of like clumsily, I think, says – and again, this is giving a lot of grace here um, – he clumsily says, "Look, I'm trying to earn the most that I can for my yeah. family." Which, again, like you kind of understand. I think, but but at that, that, that point does need to be touched on. That footballers earn far more money than than their skill set yeah. should. In, in if, we're, if we're looking at it for what you actually provide to society, um, and you can get Hashtag your capitalism, you're the, you're the deserve ain't got nothing to do with it uh, guy, and you tell me that doesn't matter what you deserve. It's all dictated by how much money there is in it, and there is a lot of money in football, and that's yeah. why you can make so much money. But I think that's the big problem here is the whiplash between being super rich and then having to be a normal bro like you and me and just get a normal job. And yeah, I, I have to go to work every day and work a normal job. And, uh, you know, my partner's very happy. If we have a kid, they're going to be very happy. And it's I'm still able to provide that. And David is still able to provide that even yeah. in the situation he is now. The whole thing is like, I can't work in football anymore. Yeah. And I'm sorry, bro, that ship's, that ship sailed, especially with the, with the lack of any sort of contrition or apology in this. Just to add to that, and I think like the contrition and the apologies is the key part there is um, I had a comment from someone who, who listened and said, look, I understand you trying to you know, show grace and care and, and look at this from a perspective of, um, of, of love, but also like there's accountability that needs to be, to, to be had. And it does not like it's hard to see how the accountability has happened aside from I have been criminally convicted, civilly convicted, not criminally convicted. And beyond that, I've done nothing wrong. And yeah. and that's where you're just like the, the accountability doesn't necessarily ring to. He's, he's literally saying I've got a job I like his. And then he says, like, should these people be handed and their families on the streets? And I'm saying no. They, like they should they've, have their jobs. They, job. they yeah. can atone for themselves. They can contribute to society, and so can David. And that's unfortunately, it's not going to be as a millionaire. Yeah. It's not going to be as a ridiculously overpaid footballer. That's that's just ship has sailed, and you are just going to have to come to terms with that. Um, whether he thought Sorrento would be the first sort of launching pad back to a professional career, I don't know. I I think it might just be a case of like because from from their statement, it wasn't a like a contractual kind of thing. So I think maybe he was thinking maybe he'd get involved in coaching and do something that he actually enjoys or, or, or loves a little bit more. I think I think for me the second thing that is kind of rings out and from an MPL perspective or Sorrento perspective is it kind of tells you the story of why they would have tried to do it. Is that they would have spoken to him, spent time with him, um, spent weeks, days, weeks, months maybe detailing 
all of the chats with him and trying to get to know him and trying to understand the situation and have gone from a positive perspective for us, we want to help rehabilitate this person. We want to help them provide for their family. We want to bring them across here. We believe in second chances. And I think that kind of crystallizes what their thoughts were and why they kind of did that. How they did it, how they went about it, I'm sure that, you know, uh, hindsight's a wonderful thing and I'm sure that they would have decided to do it a little bit differently if they still wanted to do it. Um, and at least get their story out there and make sure that, you know, it's not open to interpretation from us. Um, but yeah, I think that's the other thing that it's kind of like come, it's just detailed to me and made it more crystal clear that, yeah, they would have spoken to him and gone, okay, from a point of view of new opportunity, this guy's got a daughter, he's, he's a, you know, he's, he's clearly, clearly loves his daughter, which everybody fucking should. Um, but yeah, clearly loves his daughter and, and, and everything like that and wants to give her a better opportunity and we want to be part of helping this person get the better opportunity. And do they score more goals in the process? Sure. Yeah. Is that the main driving force? That's not up to us to know or decide, but yeah, I, I think we can we can pretty much wrap it up there. I I think without there, there's just not a lot to it. There's not there's nothing. There's no real news. Like he hasn't said anything in there that we don't know. And this this is that's what's I guess disappointing is well firstly that the contrition that I took the only point he talks about remorse is when he says yeah I'm remorse I show remorse every day but what what does that mean you can't just say that and say hey I show remorse every day in what way do you show remorse and and what are you remorseful for because remorse you have to be remorseful for something mm. so if he's remorseful for a sexual assault then there are ways that you do that. We talked about that. We outlined that. We talked to people he can talk to, ways he can go about rebuilding and improving himself and society and the future generation of young footballers that might be in the same situation. That's that's remorse. But all he said, I'm remorseful every day, and then gone on to say there was no criminal case and there was no chance of a conviction. And I was like, that's not really how it works. They've, <laughs> the, the prosecution determines whether or not there's enough evidence. It doesn't. It didn't go to trial. You can't just say because of that there was no chance for conviction. Someone can make a mistake anywhere along the way, just like he's saying the judge made a mistake in this civil case with 20 witnesses, toxicology reports, CCTV evidence. There's, Yeah, it, I am more like likely to take this judge who's had all of this evidence and had sh seen everything and heard everything because we only hear what we see in the, in the reports, obviously, mm. than I am to take his, especially after that post that there was just there was nothing in it that that really you can see why you can see why there is like um counseling and media and like communication why you have companies. PR people yeah, yeah why you have PR people if he has a PR person that statement is not coming out or it's very very different <laughs> yeah yeah, it, yeah um I don't know not good um I think that's all we're going to say on it really because as we said at the start I think that, yeah two men talking about this is it's been gone off long enough and uh, we didn't really want to do this anyway, but thought it was only fair to share David's response and his truth and give our views on it. And I think we've done that. All right. Remember, be careful, be kind while there's still time. Absolutely.